0: To the I Love Cambridge podcast, the show that brings you great stories from people in our community in many different businesses and walks of life. With your host, Walter Montero, a real estate and mortgage agent in Cambridge, Ontario, and had the privilege of serving the Cambridge community since 1987. Tune in and enjoy this week's episode. Today's guest is Chris Montero, a digital marketer and media producer, and has extensive experience working with large corporations and small businesses. Tune in and learn more about creative media services.
1: Welcome everybody to this week's edition of uh, I Love Cambridge, the I Love Cambridge podcast. I've got a special guest on today. Uh, His name is Christian Montero uh, from Panoramic Media. And uh, if you're, uh, you've noticed that we've got the same last name, it's because Christian is my son. Uh, so uh, at any rate, um, welcome to the show, Chris.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I'm still editing the show, not used to being on the show.
1: <laughs> okay, so first of all, I want to start off by asking a bit, uh, a little bit about yourself. Tell us about yourself and tell us about your company.
2: Uh, Yeah, for sure. Well, my company's name is Panoramic Media. Uh, We are a creative uh, media agency based in Cambridge, Ontario. Uh, Most of my work takes me outside of Cambridge, but uh, I would love to do more local stuff. But yeah, I do creative media services. So videos, photos, uh, sometimes website creation, social media management. Uh, basically anything in that nature, audio podcasts, uh, recording, editing, etc cetera. And, uh, yeah. So whether you're looking to get some photos done for social media or for some print ads, I can do that. Uh, I've done, uh, billboards, label designs, kind of any, anything media related when it comes to video and like visuals, I guess, uh, I've, I've done it.
1: Okay, good. And then, uh, obviously through doing this show where I provide you with poor footage, you can actually make it look good.
2: Well, it's not that bad, footage; it's pretty good. Uh, it's not bad. And, uh, but yeah, I take people, other people's footage as well. Like, there's some footage I've dealt with. I remember, uh, I think it was two years ago for the Hillside Music Festival, they had a volunteer videographer shoot and then they had me edit the video the following year. And that guy, basically, long story short, didn't know how to work a camera. So the footage came back green and crooked. And if you were to watch the video today, you would have no idea because I was able to basically take all that. You you and... could fix it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: We're getting a bit of lag there on your side, too. Uh, that's uh, a little bit indicative of your Rogers, your Rogers connection.
2: Oh, my God. They've been driving me crazy <laughs> that's all okay. week.
1: That's all right. You can edit that out. Okay, I will. Anyway, so um, tell us a little bit about your client base. First of all, what kind of clients do you deal with and and who is your ideal client? So give us us the rundown on that.
2: Uh, Well, clients I've dealt with is uh, businesses of all sizes. I've dealt with corporations. Like my biggest client probably to date so far has been uh, GM Canada. uh, And then I've done tons of videos with small uh, local businesses as well. Uh, The ideal client is basically just someone who's looking to uh, pursue uh, media content, especially these small businesses who, you know, they don't have a lot of ad dollars. Some people are still in the mindset of uh, like newspaper prints, billboards, things like that. Not so much, but there is still people out there. Um, And basically with that same amount of money you'll spend on a billboard. I can do 10 times more for you when it comes to video and photo and then advertising those services uh, or, or that content on social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, uh, not as many people use YouTube. YouTube's not too bad, but Instagram's like the big one right now. And, uh, and, and that's probably the biggest thing that clients don't do is, is, is promote the video that I've created for them. And, and that's, that's just as uh, equal to the process as it is creating the content.
1: Okay, so it's it's not just a matter of creating the content, it's making sure that your content gets seen.
2: Yeah, like for example, you I guess you asked what kind of uh, uh, people I've worked with, like dealerships for example, I've worked with a million dealerships at this point, and one of the biggest pet peeves I have working for these guys is I'll produce anywhere between one to five videos for them, and then, They don't do anything with them. They just sit there. They don't do, uh, you know, they might post it on Facebook, but when you've invested a thousand plus dollars uh, into whether it's one video or again, multiple videos, you don't just throw it on your website. You, you know, you you have to put some ad dollars behind it, get it uh, pumped out to the right channels. Uh, If the ad is specific for a certain um, demographic, you want to make sure that you're targeting that demographic online, uh, things of that nature. Sorry, I brain farted on your question.
1: Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> so uh, when you when you say dealer, I just want to touch on the dealerships. Uh, oh, okay. you're, talk, you're talking about car dealerships, correct?
2: Yeah, car dealerships. I've done a ton of GM, because of uh, GM Canada, like I've done it, I've shot with a ton of GM uh, dealerships, which eventually got me to GM Canada, but I've worked with all brands. I've worked with a uh, Nissan dealership. I've worked with a handful of... Uh, Dodge, Chrysler type dealerships, and uh, and some uh, Japanese kind of dealerships like uh, Mitsubishi
1: and whatnot. Okay, good. So, uh, how did you get started in all this? I know how I know how you got started in it, but I, I want you to tell everybody how you got started in it.
2: Uh, well, I just love movies as a kid, and I uh, pursued that uh, through high school. In high school, I really learned a lot about uh, cameras and the software and how it all works, and then during my time in college is when uh, uh, just shy of a decade ago now is when we really started to see a shift between uh, movies and television into things like YouTube and, and Facebook and all that. Like people like I myself consume probably yeah, about 70 to 80% of the content I consume is probably YouTube, Facebook, something like that. And then the other is movies, whether it's, you know, actually going to a movie or Netflix or whatever. So I, I was seeing the the trend there and of course being a, uh, videographer and wanting to you know shoot things like actually wanting to create images in the movie world I would have taken a decade plus before I would have got my hands on a camera on a big movie set versus nowadays because of YouTube and things like that I can go buy a camera or even nowadays just use something as small as my iPhone and start creating content and uploading it right away
1: okay and you you've worked on some of those sound studios down in Toronto as well right
2: yeah, I've done a handful of uh, gigs down in the movie uh, industry. I was on a handful of big sets. Uh, I'm trying to think. One of the last sets I was on before I kind of stopped doing some of those was uh, an Adam Sandler movie that shot in Toronto a few years ago. That was the, probably the biggest set I was on. Um, but, yeah, I, I still, from time to time, end up there. But, yeah, not so much anymore.
1: I see. Okay. So what do you, what do you enjoy most about your work? What's, what, what part of it do you like the most and what part don't you like?
2: Uh, well, just seeing uh, like I, I already kind of touched upon the part I don't like, which is when you create the work, especially when you put so much work into it and it doesn't get distributed properly. It's a bit of a, a shame because the company that you're shooting for uh, thinks that that strategy didn't work. Like they're like like everyone nowadays knows we need video content of some sort. So when I go and work with a company and make that video content, and again they just kind of dump it and they don't really promote it, then it makes me look bad and it makes them feel bad because they're like, we just spent a thousand plus dollars on X amount of videos and no one's watching them. Well, the thing with Facebook, especially these days, is it's a great marketing platform, but now it's a free platform. So in order for them to generate revenue, companies like uh, yourself or or any kind of small business or big corporation needs to actually spend some ad dollars to get their content seen. Uh, The best part about the... Exactly. Yeah, and it's and it's so small. For as little as a hundred dollars, you can get seen by a couple thousand people in the area. So I don't know why some people skip that part of the process. Because uh, as soon as if if they do that part of the process, they'll see how valuable video is. And I have clients that do that. And obviously, not all of them do that. Uh, but uh, the ones that do have rehired me and and come back to me uh, to hire me again because they see the success in in it video does. content things like that. Things I do love, of course, is uh, being Creative and just, uh, I love learning. uh, And uh, like, I knew nothing about cars going into um, that industry. And I still don't know too much about cars, but I know a lot more than I did five years ago, let's say. Uh, So I just love educating myself. And, um, you know, shooting, let's say, a car is so much different than shooting a house, than shooting, let's say, food, than shooting, you know, uh, a model. So there's always creative challenges with each genre. And uh, I just love doing the creative uh, side of things and and kind of pushing my limits when it comes to each genre. Because with cars, at this point, I've shot so many cars that you can pull up a Civic, you can pull up a a Tesla, you can pull up a Lamborghini. The angles aren't really going to change that much because there's always a certain angle for cars that always makes every car look amazing. But I haven't done... Uh, like something I'd like to do more is like model work and things like that. Cause I've done obviously a lot of real estate for you guys and, uh, other realtors in town and, um, cars again are like my other big one, but, uh, yeah, pushing my limits with something like models I love shooting food. Obviously food is totally different. And, uh, uh, so yeah, that's the part of the job I like is actually creating. And then, uh, as long as there's proper distribution, then, uh, that part is, uh, like I said, people just have to properly distribute the content that, uh, I'm
1: making for them. Good. Okay. So when somebody wants to hire you, what, what should they consider or what, what should they have pre-planned?
2: Uh, well, they, they don't need to have a complete vision of the video. They just need to have, or, or photos or whatever it is. They just need to know essentially where is it going? What is the main overall message? Like I was recently shooting for a uh, manufacturer in town. They, they clean and manufacture metal parts and uh it was a great video overall we it was a very much uh like a discovery channel how it's made style video but that video unfortunately ended up going a little bit over budget because they just didn't know what they wanted going into it and so we produced a video based on everything they gave us and then they thought it was great but then the higher ups didn't like a few parts in the video so now we had to go back and film some additional things that we weren't even aware of beforehand. And so I, I don't mind doing that. That's fine. Uh, because at the end of the day, I want to make sure the client has the best product they, they, they paid for and they want, but, uh, you know, if I'm going back an extra day, let's say, well, then that will cost them a little bit. And, and if it's a client that I've worked with a couple of times, I'll negotiate their budget and make sure I work within it. Cause I know these corporations have budgets they work within, but, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, if I'm going back uh, because we missed something that you didn't let me know of beforehand, well, that's just going to end up costing you extra basically.
1: I see. Okay. So having somewhat of a, a clear plan of action in terms of what kind of message they want to convey and what, uh, what kind of action they want their audience to take after watching the video.
2: Yeah, that and, and, and kind of having an idea of what platform it's going on, like with Instagram and Facebook. I would tend to make more square type videos. Like I'm shooting everything in, in widescreen, super high resolution. But, you know, if you're telling me that the video is going to end up on Facebook or Instagram, then when I'm shooting it, I'm going to keep that in mind so that that way in post, in editing, I can reframe the images so that they, they fit that medium better. You know, something on YouTube, you're going to want to watch it like a show where it takes up your whole screen. But something, again, on Instagram, you want to watch it where it's more uh, like vertical video. So I want to be able to know that beforehand. So that way I can make sure I'm framing with that in mind.
1: Okay. And then uh, I just want to touch on in terms of the, uh, the scope of your training, because uh, there's so many people in this space. Uh, sometimes I find, you know, somebody that can go to Best Buy and buy a camera. All of a sudden they call themselves a videographer or an editor and that sort of thing. Tell us a little bit about your training and what you went through and the type of equipment that you worked with as a result of that.
2: Yeah, uh, well, uh, I mentioned in college, I went to Thunder Bay Film School back uh, in 2010 to 2012. So there I got my hands on all types of, that's where I really learned about the importance of lighting. Uh, Prior to that in high school, I've always got my hands on various cameras. Uh, You know, That's when the DSLR kind of revolution took over and now you see everyone with the DSLRs that shoot high quality, super amazing video. Prior to that, it was just like camcorders, basically. Uh, so uh, uh, intuitively, I've kind of picked up all these cameras and learned to work with all these cameras. Since film school, I've personally purchased—I don't even know how many camera bodies at this point. I'm—I pro- just—I'm on the Sony systems right now. They're like the king of the market at the moment. But I've shot with Canon. I've shot with Nikon. I've shot with Panasonic. Uh, I think overall, with learning the equipment. You just have to A, shoot with it as much as you can, and you'll start to learn all the ins and outs of each system. But there's three basic things that each camera breaks down to, which is ISO, shutter speed, and aperture. So as long as you know the angles and you know kind of how to work those three things, you're going to get great quality images out of any camera, really. Um, But yeah, there is a problem with people who go to the store, buy a DSLR, and then say they're a videographer. And the biggest problem is that, they just kind of make guys like myself look bad because you know, I charge anywhere between let's my minimum charge roughly is around a thousand dollars just to create a a minute or so long video for you. And that's with me, my expertise shooting with you for a day, getting you a full edit and I'm shooting on all this high quality equipment, 4k, all that stuff Uh, versus guys who might just come out of Best Buy, just bought a camera. He's going to charge maybe 200, 300 if he's lucky. And then, you know, the business owner, they're always looking at the bottom dollar. So they're going to hire the $200 videographer guy because they're like, oh, he's 200 bucks. How, you know, he, he'll be just as good as uh, the $1,000 guy. And then he's not. His video does very poorly. Maybe he treats the client very poorly as well. And then as a result, that client is now going to be hesitant to hire someone like me because, A, they just spent a chunk of their budget uh, hiring this guy. And, and uh, they just had a bad uh, overall service with that poor individual and um yeah just at the end of the day it just makes us look bad because now like i said instead of you could have spent a thousand bucks and got the exact product you were looking for but instead you cheapened out and spent two three hundred dollars and you got a subpar product and now it's kind of turned you off the whole experience got it okay
1: so um now i'm, I'm i just want to get to the part of the show where we talk a little bit about cambridge because obviously yeah. the show is called i love cambridge what do, what do you love most about cambridge
2: uh, well, being a freelance videographer, I just love how close it is to everything. Uh, like we live not far from the highway. So I, I like that it's like a quiet suburb type of town. But at the same time, you know, I can be at Toronto within an hour. Uh, I've done quite a few gigs down in London. Again, that's another hour. Uh, gigs around here are starting to pick up in Kitchener-Waterloo because of that whole tech boom. Uh, we're, not, we're about 40 minutes or so away from Hamilton. So I've done quite a few gigs there as well. Uh, So uh, I know it has I guess nothing much to do with the city itself But I just love the proximity of the city to the major hubs But at the same time, you know after shooting in Toronto for the day I can come back to the suburb and and live and you know go on a walk on a quiet Yeah Very
1: good. So is there a particular spot that you like to go to in Cambridge? Do you have a favorite place that you like to go
2: uh, well, growing up in Cambridge, always loved going to, like, uh, right now with the little guy of my own. I love taking him to, like, L.A. Franks and just walking around downtown yes, Gaul, a okay. classic summer thing. Uh, lately, we've been taking him, too, to Dixon Park in the wintertime to do the tobogganing and stuff like that. Um, I, love, I love taking Noah there, my little guy Noah. Um, yeah, I love – I personally love walking around the downtown cores. Now that they're all being revitalized, it's always uh, great as a photographer to walk down there with a camera and just – take a bunch of cool new angles that I haven't seen before or now with all these movie productions happening in Cambridge I love walking down there when they have redressed the whole uh street to look like something else like last year I don't know what they were shooting it might have been Handmaid's Tale but I think it was something different where they made the whole downtown galt or at least a chunk of it look like small town America so I yeah. thought that was really cool uh so yeah just kind of exploring the cores I love checking out like I love antique shops, things like that. Like, Southworks Antiques uh, is an awesome place to get, like, records and old camera equipment, things like that. So, yeah, just checking out the cores and, and things of that nature.
1: Okay. Uh, any particular favorite restaurant? Uh,
2: the go-to? The go-to is definitely uh, Nagano on the corner of Pine Bush. Oh, and, okay. uh, uh, it's, like, a random one to pick, but that's the one we go to the most. because. Uh,
1: you go there for just- sushi.
2: Go there for sushi because the quality is amazing. Uh, I don't want to speak ill of the all-you-can-eat places in Kitchener, but they're definitely subpar compared to Nagano. Like Nagano, you're going to pay for a roll, so it's a little bit pricier but uh overall the quality is amazing the service has always been fantastic and uh yeah that's the place we find ourselves going to a lot there's obviously a bunch of great restaurants in cambridge but that's the one that we seem to go to the most good
1: and uh let me ask you if you if you had a magic wand and you could change anything about cambridge what would it be
2: um well i find that maybe i'm correct me if i'm wrong on this but uh I I wish there was more uh, like festivals and things of that nature. Like uh, I lived in Guelph for two years and I really loved the downtown core of Guelph. Like even though we weren't fully invested into the downtown core, like we weren't, you know, we didn't own a business or things like that, but like you just felt there was like this awesome, really inclusive community. Anytime you walked in downtown Guelph, not that you don't get that in Gulf, but, just between that and the festivals they held like it was a really i really enjoyed my time in guelph obviously i love cambridge being born and raised here uh but i would love to see maybe some more festivals things of that nature like we had that street art festival that was awesome but i know we haven't had that i think now for i think this would be two years so. in a row yeah But that yeah. was a awesome festival
1: that was just a bit of a one-off but yeah it was really really well done They did. Well,
2: they did that two years in a row and now rock the mill is done as well. So now we've lost rock the mill. And I remember back in the high school days, they got some pretty good bands, uh, for, to play that festival a couple times. So, uh, it's, uh, I would love to see more festivals and things of that nature. I know there's Galt Love and things like that, which I, I definitely have to explore more, but, uh, yeah, I would love to see something like that. Something festival based would be cool. Got it.
1: Okay. So now, um, uh, we're Thanks again for being a guest uh where can people find you you've got a you've got a website i want to share it with uh, people because you kind of you kind of spell it funny
2: yeah so my business name is panoramic media uh i if i didn't register it and everything i definitely want to change it at this point just because the amount of misspells that have happened on that name is insane
1: all right and then yeah so uh, it's spelled a little funny you spell it you spell it almost like in a in a french format
2: it is a French format because, uh, because I'm a movie nerd, and that's what – because in Canada, when everything that came out on DVD had to have the French version on, see, on it, French, so panoramic is French for widescreen, so I was the oh, movie nerd killed, at the time. You
1: killed two birds with one stone.
2: Yeah, and then, but so many people have misspelled it, but yeah, it's panoramic with a Q-U-E instead of a C at the end. Uh, and that's probably the best place to contact me. Uh, there, there's a contact form. You can email me, send me your uh, contact info and uh, maybe a brief description of your idea. Uh, you can also check out, um, a chunk of my work that I've produced. I kind of put the best of the best on the website there. Uh, so you can right. check out that as well. And, uh, and then, yeah, shoot me, a, shoot me a question and we, I would love to chat with anyone who's looking to get content made, whether you know you're a restaurant looking to make a menu or, you need some social media management or you're a dealership looking to move some cars, uh, or just do a overall, what I call a welcome video, which is basically a minute or minute and a half long video, just showing off the dealership, the staff and kind of the friendly overall experience uh, you may have if you were to shop and, and buy your car there, for example.
1: Okay. Very good. And you're on social media as well, of course. And, um, uh on Instagram and uh Facebook and all that Panoramic kind of stuff. media
2: across all the all the socials and uh and those are all linked through the website as well and uh and yeah so yeah you can also shoot me a message on there
1: Perfect and is there a phone number for old guys like me who don't want to go online
2: Okay I got a brand new phone number so <laughs> so let's hear it Okay so it's 647 yep 521 7026
1: Okay perfect so somebody There's, can reach you the old style way
2: I believe I've updated all my channels with the new phone number because I've had the last phone number for almost a decade, and then that debacle happened last week. So, uh, so ideally, I've updated all the channels. But yeah, that's the new number, so you can text me or uh, call me.
1: All right. Well, thanks very much, Chris.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you. uh, Thank you for having me on. I look forward to editing this video of myself. (laughs) Okay. Perfect
0: for listening to I Love Cambridge with Walter Montero. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest updates to I Love Cambridge, you can check ilovecambridge.ca and you like our Facebook page I Love Cambridge Ontario. Thanks again, see you next time.